This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So, I mean, there's been interesting movements and interesting developments, particularly when India announced a ban on rice exports this week. The common view really was that India's government is worried about inflation. And uh, this is, you know, ahead of uh, the upcoming elections. And, and considering the importance of India and the global rice trade, um, it is assumed, it is understood, not just assumed, that we will or might feel impact on this particular ban. And we is not necessarily unique to South Africa, but other parts of the world. And question is, how much of it is going to impact? What does that mean for pricing as well? Kubis, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and I uh, want to think on what you previously said in terms of our beautiful country. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's part of the good news that South African farmers as amply, you know, supply as grain, as far as grains are concerned. Mm. We are net importer of wheat and rice, and uh, but as far as uh, wheat is concerned, you know, all that we need is already on our, mostly on beautiful. our shores, you know. So the disruption in the international markets was most likely not impact on uh, South African consumers for now, for the short run. But back to your question regarding rice. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. India, India is not the most important um, player, but one of the most significant suppliers of of, uh, of rice worldwide. South mm-hmm. Africa do import about 74% of our rice comes from Thailand. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but, so you, one can argue about what that, what, what will the impact of India's ban be and, and, on, 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 mm-hmm. on, on uh, our imports. But take a step back. One, whenever such a thing happens in the world market, it's disruptive, mm-hmm. you know, because we have contracts and we buy from people, but other people also want to buy from the same people, same mm-hmm. source. So there can be some disruption and uh, the, very interesting uh, trend is that we currently in a in a trend of of declining world price worldwide prices for 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 grain. Okay. Based on the on the uh, supply side, you know, so this this ban, as well as the um, the, uh, the Russian step of not allowing uh, wheat to to leave uh, uh, the uh, Ukraine, you know, that that is really disruptive. Mm. But as it stands, you know, I think we will not suffer from hung, hunger in South Africa. Mm. We might see that um, some prices will move a little bit uh, sticky upwards, maybe move sideways, and we already saw a decline in our food inflation. So you know, all in all, it's disruptive, but we in good in a good space as far as our dependency or on on imported grains are concerned. That's rice and and wheat, as I indicated, wheat already. Mm-hmm. What we probably need is already on our shores, you know. So that will not be that have that impact. So yeah, in, in, in total, I think um, there are other factors or variables that would have a more significant impact in terms sure. of food, food security in, in South Africa than, than the price that the wheat uh, or the, the rice ban of export ban by India. So maybe, maybe let's not, you know, for, for a second step out of our shores, which countries will, you know, are, are purported to face this a significant risk from this particular ban? Yeah, you know, again, uh, you know, when when countries export, they export into the market, you know, in a worldwide market, yeah. you know. So, in terms of China, Indonesia, Bangladesh, the Philippines, Brazil, the U.S., Vietnam, all of these are primary um, drivers of the expected sizable uh, 
global rice crop. Mm. So uh, India remains a notable uh, producer and the expectancy is that even there, the expected harvest of this coming year may be about 0.4% lower mm. than the past season. But all in all, there's enough. But it is the news that was spread, you know, that there's a ban and they will be, be steering towards a shortage, you know, shortfall. Mm. So, um, but the current um, situation is that there are ample um, grains in the world markets available. Mm. The issue lies with affordability, you know. Mm. So, Take, for instance, South Africa, you know, when we have a disrupted market when we export, remember we have net export of, say, yep. of, of, say, maize. You export, and then people start, you know, they want to buy, and given the, uh, the, the, the exchange rate of the land, it might then um, lead to an increase in the, the price locally. Mm. And that will impact in terms of the, um, of the local prices paid for, you know, ultimately by the consumers. So, so globally, you know, the, the markets, the world markets are a good space. This this political uh, sort of, you know, uh, show that that, that that can be disruptive. And I will come back to your, 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 your comment in terms of Russia's promise, you know, to export feed, yeah. feed uh, wheat, you know. Now, that maybe brings some relief in certain parts of the world, you know, but remember now, uh, where people need grain for for food, you know, th- th- those countries normally do not uh, transform uh, feed into meat, for instance. Mm. You know, they're primarily dependent on on grains for for their for their daily diet. So, it's doubtful whether that sort of gesture will bring relief in those countries. In South Africa. That will make no difference, you know. I mean, even if they give it for free, it might then end it up in South Africa cheaper than what we have currently have in terms of local production. But I doubt whether that will have any significant uh, impact on our local markets. You know, we we cannot expect maybe because of the gesture and maybe the, the you know landing of free uh, feeder wheat in South Africa may bring relief in terms of the cost of production. It may make a difference, but remember now. It's not a question, you know, if you have a feedlot, yeah. you take on new new grains, tomorrow you start with a new. You know, they, these guys are very highly, you know, scientific, you know, the balance rations and stuff mm. like that. You're not going to easily change, you know. So uh, our production lines are full-fledged, very, you know, not necessarily profitable, but, I mean, efficient and productive and, and very competitive, you know. So, yeah, it... Uh, I think it will bring relief in certain countries in Africa, but I doubt whether it will have any impact in South Africa. Now, I mean, while that brings calm, and especially the the part where you mentioned, I mean, you, you mentioned, you made that quite clear when you spoke about we to say that we actually have our own, for, I mean, have enough for our own supply. There's been a yeah. few other, uh, you know, members of, of uh, you know, co- industry colleagues in your part that have sort of showed concern around, it's not necessarily a concern now where there's shit sentiment as what you've presented there, Quivers. And then they, they add to say that the concern might be if there's an extension on this ban that is about six months or more. What's your take on that? Yeah, it, you know, as I said, if it's extended, the the impact is most, you know, will es- will escalate, you know. So, so if it goes another six months, definitely it will then impact on the market yeah. worldwide. And then when we then have to renegotiate new import contracts, it will then have a bearing on that one. For instance, for what we have now already been bought, 
say, months ago, a year ago, you know. So comes a new negotiations for a, for, for a new transaction, depending on the, you know, how long those, what, you know, these are not necessarily just annual, these are long-term uh, sort of contracts we have. Mm. It will then definitely have an impact, you know. But I, I really doubt whether India, on the remember that the type of the ban is not necessarily uh, all the rice that exported been exported from India is there's an export ban on a certain call it type of rice you know so that is also and that accounts for for less than fifty percent of of what is being consumed in terms of rice you see and what I, I mean so yeah you know, so uh, it, uh, so there's a political gesture you know but whether it is sustainable you know. I, I have my reservations on that one, whether it's sustainable. Because, you know, remember now the Indian farmers also will be dependent. If the prices move upwards internationally, those Indian farmers are not going to take it that government puts a ban mm. and then re- deprive them from what happens in, in, in the national markets. So that's a give and take situation now. So I think the the, um, the, the sustainability of that political decision is is is, is short lived. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you mentioned categorization. There is that something worth noting for us here in South Africa because I mean, it does say that it's 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 essentially a ban on non basmati rice. Exactly. Is the categorization yeah. important to us? Well, I I'm not I'm not you know on top of the the, the composition of how we consume. But what I what we will see, and what we saw that. Is whenever there's a price increase of the, some of the components within the, the, the sort of the grain basket, yeah, consumers adjust. You know, they will buy, for instance, more bread. If the price of bread increases, they, they revert back to to maize and make their own pop. You know, mm. and, uh, and and so when when there's electricity problems, there's it's a switch between different sources of grain. Mm. What is what is of, of more concern is can we afford to consume what we have. That's my, that's my, that's a Can challenge. Can we afford to pricing. consume what we have? Yeah, we have enough food, but our, the majority, a, a large part and an increasing part of our population cannot afford, they cannot afford to buy what they need. They buy what they can afford. I mean, they step into the shop and they want this and that and the other, but mm. that, that's, that, that's too costly, then they revert back and that. That has a tremendous negative impact over the long run. For instance, <clears throat> research shown that um, the poorest families, you know, they run out of food, mm. three, you know, two or three weeks in the month. Then they will, and this is now what has what been shown, that then they cook uh, maize meal, they add a lot of water. So the children goes to bed with a full tummy, but not with nutritional food. Sure. And, you know, th- these are the things, you know, that, that is, that's alarming. But that's not, that has nothing to do with the Indian ban or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a local mm. challenge we have, you know. So, yeah, I, I come back with, I say, you know, we have enough quality food, really. But the question is, can we afford, even if you look in terms of your own budget, yeah. you know, what you could buy a year or two years ago, what you can buy right now, there's a significant change, you know, because you have to adopt in terms of what is available. It's available, but mm. look at what the prices are. Mm, mm. Now let's let's go back. Yeah, sorry, yes, go ahead, please. No, ask. 
Let's go back to 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 there was mention at the Africa Russia summit, which has received quite yeah. a bit of response in terms of the Russian president offering a couple of a couple of African countries. Burkina Faso is in fact one of the countries that were it was about five or so countries, and he said that he would provide free grain yeah. for about three to four months, and it will be you know free transport as well that goes into those. And some of those discussions we anticipate them, you know, to grow outside of the Africa. Africa-Russia summit into the BRICS summit as well. Yeah. Is there carefulness that needs to be attained here by South African attendees and a South African correspondents in this particular discussion and that we don't necessarily have a need and it, you, while 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 the, these African countries, we may be sitting in the same um, con- cohort or agreements with them such as the AU, this is not necessarily a discussion that we should be participating in. Yeah, you know, okay, so South African African, we consider be, to be definitely a leader because we, we play internationally, we play global, globally in terms of s- supply and demand. You know? Sure. I think we, we're in a different league. But now back to what you just said. Remember now the free, well, the perceived free, uh, I say perceived, I'll come back to that later on, mm. you know, in terms of delivering of, of, of whatever into those countries in mm. need. Yeah, it will definitely bring relief in those countries. But it will also be disruptive because those countries are also or may be already tied in terms of contracts, in terms of supply, in terms of other donated stuff like that. You know, mm. the problem in many of the African countries, my experience is, you know, they drive the their development according to what has been donated. You know, mm. money will come and then we tackle this project. You know, because the money is there, not necessarily whether that's in line with an overall strategy like what we have in South Africa with the National Development Plan. And these are the, the, I would say, the roadmap, you know, um, in Mm. terms of the way we go. And many of these countries do not, simply do not have a choice, you know, exactly. You know, it's like a guy standing at the corner of the street. Mm. He he do not want to eat bread, but if a guy gives him the second bread, you know, he's still hungry, he still Mm. starts eating bread. He actually wants to have money, but if you give him bread, you maybe turn it down, but the second guy will talk. get me take the bread and get fill my tummy. You see what I mean? So, mm. so this is so it may also be disrupted to a limited extent. But I don't think these countries that will receive those free um, uh, grains will ever have a significant impact on the you know on the market. It might, in fact, uh, sort of. Uh, prevent South Africa to develop a export market in, into those countries. You see, we should have do much more business with Africa, you know, free trade, etc. within Africa, but but yet, you know, logistically, etc. It's not we we not we're not there yet, you know, to make to make use of the African market, Africa market, you know, to, to get rid of our products. It's simply not there. Mm, so, okay, mm. fine. So my doubt will be they say free transportation straight to up to a harbor, and from there it has to get to those places. Remember, the, the hungry people, the people in need, is in the most deep rural area. You know, you mm. can just imagine in those countries what the logistical challenge will be. But if it comes, good for them. Let, let's do it. Because at least we keep those people, you know, they can still eat or use whatever, and they still remain dependent on that product. Mm. So that you keep a sort of a future market alive as far as that concern, you know. So, yeah, it, it carries that. So back now back to the, the perceived free. Yeah. There's never a free because currently, in my opinion, I'm not a political analyst, but from what I read and apply my mind, Russia want to get a foot in the door in Africa. Mm. And, and and for them, the most the, the most uh, uh, prudent sort of co- competition is the United States. Mm. In South Africa, 
we currently, hopefully, the Algoa uh, sort of uh, 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 a contract or arrangement will, will remain. Mm-hmm. Because that allows us to export into the United States uh, billions of rand without any uh, taxes, import taxes on the importing country. Mm. That means if we if we lose that opportunity, it, that will be definitely be disrupted in South Africa. Because mm-hmm. it, it, so so yeah, you know the polit- politicians, you know, they decide and then they and they and, and they, they take took take steps and then they. Um, and, and, and then and then we'll clean up afterwards. But the good thing of this promise of Putin to whatever he will want to give for free yeah. is that the United States will then also want to counter that. You see what I mean? So I yes, see. that may be the good thing. They want to outperform the Russians as far as that concerns. So maybe there's some good in the whole situation for us all. You know that, that we are dependent on those markets for export and importation of inputs and stuff like mostly we want to export you know to to those countries that have the means you know to process the quality products we can export you know so yeah it will it will definitely uh, put put us in a different league you know as far as that's concerned now now you know talking about an interesting element that's been brought back to the negotiation table and maybe inviting other countries or other markets such as the the United States um to sort of counter there, there are thoughts and ideas here and, and commentary that's come up to say that free grain to particular African countries is nice, but it would be nicer perhaps to reestablish, you know, the, the Black Sea grain deal, which would possibly then be more beneficial to lower income countries. Your take on that and maybe perhaps taking us through the Black Sea grain deal. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the Black Sea grain deal and even in Ukraine they they are very they important suppliers of grains worldwide yeah and and uh, and and taking them out of the equation will definitely be okay it will be, it will create an opportunity for other countries to step in mm. but that is not going to happen overnight so hopefully one can restore that arrangement because you know that part of the world is dependent on the export of their products mm. you know, worldwide, and they've got good quality products. And um, yes, they um, we need we need the world is in demand of that kind of quality. Mm. You know? and, uh, and 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 I think any any uh, political intervention of this of this level of this kind, you know, is is not good. Mm. And uh, and even now with not not renewing a contract, but even preventing ships leaving the harbor, you know, that is. Mm. Uh, I mean, this whole war is being disrupted. The impact on South Africa is huge increases in terms of input costs, fertilizer, all of that of what we import dependent. Yeah. And we cannot we cannot substitute that. You know, that will mean that cost of production in South Africa will increase tremendously. Remember now, a farmer facing more expensive fertilizer. He cannot pass that Absolutely. on to the consumer. He's a price taker. Mm. So, so yes, that will impact on the sustainability of, of farms, and that may over over time lead to a reduction in supply because you have to be more sort of uh, uh, discriminatory in terms of the, the fields you're going to use, only high potential. We still weather dependent, you know. that. So for now, we have enough. Mm. But I mean, it can easily happen that we find ourselves in the same situation 2015, 16, given the weather patterns, you know, and then we in short supply as far as that concern is. So, it, so, so the whole 
war situation should be cleared up. So, so, so the, the, it is. Uh, it it needs to be reconsidered, renegotiated, in order for us, you know, for the world to 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 get to stabilize again in terms of different markets, you know. Mm. And then we can we can work because political intervention, you know, this is disruptive. It's unpredictable and it's not sustainable, you know. And and I think ultimately we'll see this, you know, that for it it will. Be not just the, the the Black Sea exportation, but the whole disruptive nature of the war in terms of of worldwide supplies of of uh, of uh, very important inputs in, for agriculture. Absolutely, Quivers. Thank you so much for your time this evening. We truly appreciate you okay. taking us through Enjoy the technicality. Thank you. That's Quivers Lokshade, okay. there, um, who is an agricultural economist, and we've gone through this particular conversation, technical and into layman's terms, for you, you and I to better understand that yes, we actually are going to be fine, and we're still fine in terms of rice and grain in South Africa. You've been listening to a Power ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts, visit power nine eight seven dot co dot za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.